106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and we are here now. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. We've been around, of course, doing Fix-It Radio prior to this, but for those of you that listen to Drive Radio independently, we are here now and appreciate you joining us. We are live today, July the 1st, so if you're listening to us on the 2nd of July, this is, of course, a live show we do on Saturday that we replay again on Sunday. As we head into the Independence Day week, we've got a lot of things to cover today that involve not only Independence Day, but we'll talk about some wet weather driving and things like that as well. We had a good time on Fix It Radio, by the way. Appreciate all of you yep. that were calling and texting and so on, and, and very much appreciate that. Today, I've got two questions of the day. I thought, given the fact that, oh, it might be a little bit lighter day on the phone calls, given the fact people are out and about and they're getting ready to do things and getting you know, geared up for the you know four-day weekend and all of that. And again, so some of you are traveling through, by the way, maybe listening to us for the first time ever. Uh, we have done this car talk show for 25-plus years in the Denver area. We've got a lot of listeners across the country. You can listen to us online at klzradio.com or our website, drive-radio.com. You can listen live there. Or we have an app called klzradio.com. You can find that for your Androids or your iPhones, either one. And it's really easy, and you can listen to us anywhere, and a lot of folks actually do. We've got listeners, again, coast-to-coast. That we appreciate very much. Those of you that are listening out of state, thank you very much. We appreciate that as well. And you can always text us anywhere, no matter what time it is, even after the show, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. You can also call us direct and ask questions, and there's never a dumb question. If you don't know the answer, chances are somebody else has the same question and needs an answer as well, 303-477-477. 5600. Lines are open, by the way. Give us a call. We'll get you right on. Questions of the day. I have two of them. Favorite memory of Independence Day, which is not car related. It can be anything. You know, maybe you had fun blowing something up. I don't know. Whatever it is. What's your favorite memory of Independence Day? Let us know what that is. And the second one is what is a car that you owned but sold and wish you had back? What is a car that you've owned? But sold, and now wish you had back or now had again. Those are our two questions of the day. Again, 303-477-5600. Do you have any of those, Jeff? Uh, Jeff Kitty with me today, by the way. Probably about six of them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's just economics and room. That's the reason why I don't have them. Okay. So, but that, I mean, it's. You know that that brings up the fond memories. Okay. You know the the time spent as a kid watching the fireworks displays and stuff like that and things. Uh, my cousin and I were just talking about it. Uh, live over by Lakeside, so we always used to 
get up on the garage roof and watch the fireworks display on the third. Nice. Yeah. And a lot of you, that may be some of your memories. Mine, I, there's a there's a lot, but I think most of mine were probably being younger versus older because there was a time in Colorado whereby fireworks weren't outlawed. Yeah. And you could actually light off pretty much anything you wanted to. M80s, bottle rockets, Roman candles, firecrackers, you name yep. it, you could light it off. Yep. We loved blowing stuff up. And yeah. we blew a lot of stuff up early on until they really started outlawing things. And we still would you know, sneak some in and blow some stuff up. But some of my fondest memories were getting you know, everything all ready to go and literally just blowing stuff up on uh, Independence Day, and we had a ball doing that. So if you, I put you on hold, hang on real quick. Larry will get that screened in a moment, so hang tight. we got one line open, as all we have left, 303-477-5600. Larry Unger, of course, our, our phone answerer today, which we appreciate very much. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. And again, if you got a question for us, let us know, 303-477-5600. Before we get going, one thing I did want to mention, this is for a lot of you maybe that are even driving through for the first time, and we in Colorado can get a lot of standing water. This is a little public service announcement. Never, ever, ever drive through standing water unless you know how deep the water is. We've had situations even this past week where people with four-wheel drive trucks have become stranded because they drove through something that ended up being a sinkhole yeah. and were stuck. And you don't want that. A, it's very damaging to the vehicle. B, an emergency vehicle now has to come get you. You're taking them away from something else they could possibly be doing. It's just not a good situation all around. So never, ever, ever drive through an area that you don't know how deep the water is. So just a PSA. We'll talk more about that as we go along today. But Chris and Parker, you're first today. Yeah. Hey, John. Uh, good to talk to you. Thank you. Um, I just, uh, my wife and I just took a trip, driving trip back to New Jersey in okay. our car. And uh, we were out on the road, and it was great to be out there. And I made a kind of an observation by looking for electric cars out there. And I got to say, when you're out in the middle of Kansas or Nebraska <laughs> or Iowa, you don't see you don't any see of them, them, do you? No. And we did not see the last charging station we saw on the way out of town was in Lyman. And after that, we didn't see another one at any of the places we stopped at. I think so that's like pretty no much correct, Chris. By the way, I think you are resonating what a lot of folks have fears of when it comes to, you know, if they were going to go buy an electric vehicle, can they even drive mm -hmm. cross-country? Now, I also will say this. Most people that that could afford an electric vehicle and it's most likely going to be a third vehicle probably aren't looking to drive cross-country. But if you're going to make that your mainstay, it has to have that ability. That's part right. of what, frankly, government and the, and the you know, promoters of EVs are missing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, even if you are if you do want to drive a constant country, I mean, I think you'd probably want to buy a nice GT car or something instead of stopping every 300 miles yes. and having to charge that up. And, and on top of the stopping alone, Chris, it's the stopping and then waiting, because unless it's yeah. a, yes. a high-amp a DC charger that you can get things charged back up in 10 or 15 minutes, you could be there several hours. Yeah. But, but my understanding is that 10 or 15 minutes, that is not a full charge, right? It's about 85% is typically what they give you when they do that. 
So what is that? A hundred miles? Well, it depends if on the car. Range, uh, you know, a so Tesla for it, it's in, only three fifty. Summertime in a Tesla, eighty percent of three hundred would give you what two sixty or so, roughly. Okay. Uh, if you got a vehicle that starts off at two hundred, you know, first of all, if you got a car that only has a two hundred mile range, you're probably not leaving town, Chris. Yeah. It's not going to be exactly. enough to do what you're even talking exactly. about. So no, you're not leaving. Yep. But some of the higher range units that are out there, you know, Teslas and so on, where you've got that three hundred mile plus range. Uh-huh. Uh, it's still it, it to your point, Chris. It's still tight with one of those, and we you've yeah. we've all seen the stories. Even even the folks that have written about this in the in the news media end of things, where you try to make that trip that would normally take X amount of time, you're doubling uh-huh. it with an EV. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's, you know, now that you mentioned it, I can see where there's a place if you could get 300 miles and then charge for 15 or 20 minutes and maybe eat lunch or right. something like that. And then go another 200 miles or so. That gives you 500 miles. Most people probably don't want to drive more than that in a day anyway. Most most wouldn't. There's a, there's a few of us that'll drive straight through, but not not many yeah, well, do that, Chris. <laughs> not many anymore. No, no. Yeah. I'm one of those guys where I just want to get to the destination, so I'm I'm on a mission. Yeah. But not everybody's yeah. like that. Well, I can see where an electric car could be very beneficial to some people in some conditions, but I well, I can't and currently, see and I talk about this a ton even during the week, Chris. But currently, EVs are a Upper middle class to even yeah. you know even higher if you would classification of people buying cars. It's not uh-huh. a first vehicle. Typically, it's going to be a second or third vehicle depending upon the yep. family or even the individual user. Even a lot of the folks that own Teslas will have another ICE engine vehicle of some kind, even if it's an older vehicle right. kicking around. That if they need to go yeah. someplace, you know, go go cross country or go up in the mountains or whatever, they've got something else to drive. So don't, don't let any right. of those guys fool you. There are very very few. EV only owners out there, Chris. Yeah. Right, right. Um, another quick thing um, in the last segment, you were talking about the power meters and the people that signed up. For yes. That experiment with, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I know that was not the power meters that were doing that. Nope. But while we were in New Jersey, my daughter, they came by from Con Ed and, and installed a smart meter in yes. her house. Yes. And it got me to thinking, I don't think hers does this, but how long will it be before they make those things addressable with a box out on the pole behind your house? And they know how much power you're using at every second of every day. Well, if you have a smart meter, they, they know that. They know. I, I have one. I, I did the switch just to really see what, kind of like an EV. Yeah. I own an EV just to see what all's involved and what do you get. Now, in my case, this is not going to be for everybody, but in my uh-huh. case, Chris, when I went to the smart meter, my bills actually lowered significantly with a smart meter than without because I'm one of those users that's using more power off-peak than yeah. on peak, and yeah. with a regular meter, I'm getting charged the same rate all the time. So now that I have a right. smart meter, I'm only charged for what I'm using at that particular time of the day, and I happen to be a user that uses more because of my schedule. I use more in the off times yeah. than I do the on times. So I'm one of the few that probably right. saved money going that way. But, yeah, to your point, yes, they will know exactly how much juice you're using at any minute of the day. Well, but that stuff on your meter, that's all downloaded at the end of the month, right? I mean, your meter is not – they can't address your meter and no. broke it down. No, right? it's throwing that out through the cell signal once a month. That's correct. Right. Okay, so it's storing yeah. it on a device. You know, There's a memory chip monitor. in the smart meter, and it's, it's storing that information, and it's throwing it up to the – you know, throwing out to the Internet yeah. so they can gather that information it, at that point. It still well, has an on-and-off peak. 
usage. Well, yeah, it, it's got a clock in it. It, it knows yeah, so when I'm, it knows what I'm using and when, of course. Yes, but it's not real time. Is my point? It's that you no, know, no, I'm no, Chris, you're correct. Yes, and choke yeah. uh, you down right now because they see that your air conditioner kicked on or something. Yeah, right now there is still no capability for them to do that. And you would. This right. is something I think a lot of folks get nervous over, Chris. But you'd have to have literally an entire smart home that is wired to them that they then could grow in and yeah. control each individual appliance. They do not have that ability right now. I don't think they'd need that. All they have to do, yeah. they can see a jump in the amps that are being pulled, and they know from that what's being what To a large extent, on. they do. I mean, they can tell if an AC and unit, so, for example, came on, yeah. or if you're running you know, the dryer, maybe they could tell yeah. some of that. They're, they're not, not going to know if a toaster's down. on. Right, but they're not going to shut the to- the dryer down or the air conditioner down. They're just going to choke off your main power to them. They're they could. Choke it down. Well, they could. And they could so, shut yeah, under a circumstance they can't. Can well, rolling brownouts right yeah, now, even. Shut now, down your... Yeah, yeah. Now, right now, right now, individually, as you know, Chris, the technology isn't there for them, to your point. They can't just choke down yeah. one home. Now, the smarter right. we get down the road, could they? Yeah, Chris, they no will. doubt that day's coming. Eventually, they Yeah, will. no doubt yeah. that day is coming. So my goal is to, is to go out in the country and buy uh, two or three Tesla power walls and the panel, yeah. and then get an electric car in case they stop selling gasoline, and then... Uh, I'm, I should be covered. You're, 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 you're not the, talking my ready radio program from 2 to 3 on Fridays. Exactly, That's what we exactly. do there. You're right. I'm a listener, John. I, you, I listen to you. You, you are it, man. Oh. And, and by the way, n- none of what you just said would be a wrong approach at all. I, I think that's a very good approach. Well, that's what I've been leaning towards. I'm retired, my wife and I, and we're ready to move out of the city. In fact, we're ready to move out of Colorado, but we'll find something. But, uh, yeah, you know, that reminded me, though, on your show yesterday, you had that, uh, that uh, firearms Yeah, thing? I had Tina uh, Francone Tina on with me, yes. Okay, what's the name of her place? Tina Francone. Hang on, let me get my notes back up real quick. Give okay, me one. Just I... No, 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 you're fine. I can switch notebooks really quick. Not a problem. Straightforward okay. Shooting. It's straightforwardshooting.com okay. is her website, Chris. Okay, all righty. A great lady, but I've known Tina have. for a long, long time. She's a great lady. Yeah, well, you know, my wife is Filipino too, so that might be something. Uh, she is a she. Really, they will really get along great. She is that. a great lady. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, John, it's a pleasure talking. Chris, to you. thank you very and, much. Uh, I think it's the first time I've chatted you. with you. I appreciate that very much. I enjoy it. Jerry, hang tight. We'll come right back up in Greeley. We got lines open three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. With everyone wanting more of your money, from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298191, regulated by DOOR. 
For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today, 303-708-8050 or check them out, LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. P-R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Most of us think of the days when we'll be retired. Have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either. He'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website, drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. 
All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Larry Younger answering phones, of course, and Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Live show today, by the way, July 1st, so feel free to call in. We will answer your questions. Jerry and Greeley, you're next. Hi, guys. Um, I had called last Saturday. I was thinking about deliberately running down a battery to test my supercapacitor jump starter. Right. And... Um, well, I've just got too many irons in the fire right now. I realize I'm not going to have time to do that test, so I'm, I'm just going to carry the thing, and whenever I do get a chance to use it, I'll see how it works, and I'll let you know. You hope for the best, huh? Well, yeah. It's a... Uh, I, I I, by the way, after all the research I did after talking to you, Jerry, I, I believe it will. Now, will it work over and over and over again? No, but I think you've got a couple of, you know, two or three shots of getting a battery, you know, going again with what you're going to be doing there. I don't see that being an issue. Hmm. Um, yeah, the the one I got, it's a B-U-T-U-R-E is the brand, Butcher, um, the SC-10 model. And there's a, there's a couple of YouTube videos if anybody's curious about that. And I don't know. It, it looks legit to me, so I'll see, um, and I'll let you know. But, okay. but today I was hoping maybe I could ask you some fuel injection questions. Oh, of course, always. Um. I've got some old gas. It's almost a year old. Uh, it's been. It, it was stored with stabilizer, and um, I, I'm just wondering. My theory is that in case the gas has started to degrade and maybe congeal uh, or get particulates, possibly, I don't, would it be safer to try to burn that in a, a port injected vehicle versus a, a direct injected vehicle? Wouldn't matter. No. Wouldn't matter. No. Oh, okay. I guess I, I had the. I, I'm sorry. Is it a full? Is is the can full or how well, you've got it stored? Is it full? It's several cans. Yeah, and they're full. Yeah. Okay, so I would just do like five gallons yeah. per tank. Yeah. And and you know, time kind you mix that in, Jerry, you won't have any issues. Dilute it, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess in my head, I was thinking that the direct injection would possibly have like, basically smaller orifices that would clog more easily if there was gunk in the fuel, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they're all going to have about the same differences. One injector is going into the combustion chamber. One's going into the port itself. As far as the size of the spray pattern and that, I, it's nominal. Nominal okay. difference. Okay. Um, well, in that that kind of ties into another question I had. I, I had um, a friend of mine had recently purchased a Dodge Challenger, um, kind of a hot rod, I guess, and mm -hmm. um, I, I, it has port injection. And I, I guess I'm confused because I thought direct injection was supposed to be, you know, the way of the future, get more power and more efficiency and lower emissions and everything. So why, why would port injection be preferable in, in the application of a, of a hot rod? The engine itself has to be redesigned to handle the direct injection versus port injection. You can almost port inject, Jerry, any engine, even some of the old you know, old Chev's yeah. small blocks, for example, Ford small blocks, you can even put an aftermarket kit of port injection on those and even run those today. Nothing really has to be changed. So in the case of, of Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, when it comes to their Hemi engine, they've not done any kind of a redesign on that engine. Frankly, haven't needed to. The, the engine makes plenty of power the way it is. There's no uh, – now, let me, let me make sure I say this correctly. 
The advantage of direct injection is you can run higher compression, still control your detonation better, typically pick up a little bit of fuel economy. You do have some trade-offs, though. You end up with uh, not having, you know, the, the, the carbon buildup, I should say, is, is a lot harder to deal with on a direct injection vehicle than it is a port injection vehicle. And there's just some, some theories out there that you can get as much power out of a port injection vehicle as you can a direct injection vehicle. Again, depends upon how the engine itself is manufactured. Now, keep in mind, on a Hemi engine, which is what that particular vehicle has in it, I don't know that they're ever going to have a direct injection Hemi engine in that configuration because, again, they'd have to redesign everything from the ground up, and frankly, I don't see them doing that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the advantage they have on a Hemi engine to begin with is it's hemispherical. You know, valve on each side of the combustion chamber. It's domed. The spark plug right in the middle. You know, to redesign that, they'd have to do some things different. And frankly, I just don't see them on a Hemi engine getting that done. Not not in the configuration it is today. Okay. And I don't so know if they'd have any sense. advantage at the end of the day, frankly. Well, that, that's what made the Hemi engine so powerful over the years was just the way they flowed. It was a crossed... You know, think of it this way. Intake was on one side, you know, intake above, exhaust below. They were able to run that flow right through the combustion chamber itself more efficiently where most other engines, they use a swirl effect. The intake is coming in on one side. You know, they're sideways. The exhaust is on the other side. It's typically swirling around, and there's all sorts of different theories yeah. and so on. And but, but here's the reality, Jerry. The highest horsepower engines on the planet today are top fuel nitromethane dragsters that make about 11,000 horsepower out of one engine. You'll not do that any other way than with a hemispherical head engine. Yep. Period. And even some of the, um, I can't remember who it was, but some of the import manufacturers are coming out with a cross of direct injection and port injection, depending on uh, what, sure, to try to cure some of this carbon buildup. To, build up to cure things. some of the carbon yes. buildup and yes. to get the fuel economy in the sweet spot. Right. So uh, it, it, I guess it's a typical deal of there isn't one one that's better than the other. It's just dependent on the design. The, the advantage of the of the direct injection, again, Jerry, is they can run higher compression, which gets the efficiency of the gas engine itself up. They can also control the timing a little better on things because they can tell it exactly when to put the fuel into the yeah. combustion chamber. That's how they can run a higher compression uh, yeah. versus having you know high octane fuel like you used to have to run. I mean, back in the day, if you ran anything over about you know nine and a half, ten to one compression, it would detonate and ping because you just couldn't yeah. get that out of it without having higher higher octane fuel. You can run now all the way up to some of these direct injection engines are running 14 to 1 compression, which was was only race car world back in the day, Jerry, but with direct injection and cam timing and so on, they can do that today. All right. Well, that, um, Does that, make sense? that all makes sense. Yeah, I, I appreciate the advice. But and, well, back to. Go ahead. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Well, Back to the old gas, but you, you would recommend blending that away little by little. I not. would. I wouldn't put, you know, all 15 or 20 gallons in at once. I would do, you know, you know, you know two and a half to five at a time, depending upon what's convenient for you. Okay. That's how well, I would great. do it. Well, as always, I appreciate the advice, You're very gentlemen. welcome, Jerry. I appreciate yep. it as well. And for those of you listening, too, the Hemi engine itself, yes, that is trademarked from 
Dodge or Stellantis now, and nobody else can use it. Does that mean there's no other Hemi engines on the market? Of course not. There are. In fact, most people didn't realize this, but the Triton V or the Triton Five Sixes in the Nissan, or sorry, the the Titan Five Sixes, you know, the Five Six engine that Nissan had out, and the Five Sevens that were in the Toyota uh, trucks, those were Hemi engines. Most people didn't know that, but that those were hemispherical engines as well. They just couldn't call them that. My point is, if that wasn't a good design in the first place, would the Asians have copied it and used it? Of course not. So it was a good design. Now, the downside to the Hemi engines, while they're very powerful in what they do, and it's been proven even with the Hemis that are in those three trucks I just mentioned, and it was true even back in the day when the hemispherical engine first came out, they're not great at fuel economy. No. They don't pinch the fuel. They make great power. Yeah. They sound off awesome as well, by the way, but they do not do very well when it comes to fuel economy. So those Hemi engines that we're talking about, even the Charger that Jerry was just mentioning a moment ago, you know, the best that vehicle will do on the open road is probably 17, 18 miles to the gallon, even on a sedan. If it gets to 20, I would be shocked. It just won't yeah. do that well. And the Dodge trucks, without some added, you know, some added help, I should say, they won't do any better than that either. In fact, most of the Hemi engines are in the you know on a truck or 15, 16 miles to the gallon yeah. range. And if you supercharge it like the TRXs and that are, you're twelve mile, you know you're twelve miles to the gallon or so yeah. is all. They they are hogs, complete hogs. So there's there's a little tidbit, Jerry. By the way, great questions. Thank you for that as well. Any questions, comments you've got on that and or question of the day? I've got a couple of answers from folks that have come in here that I'll mention as soon as we come back. Favorite memory of Independence Day and or what is the car you once owned but sold and now wish you had back again? This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. Summer is time for graduations, road trips, and car problems. You can rest easy because AAA certified Extreme Auto Repair offers free pre-trip vehicle inspections for you and your family's safety. During the spring and summer when temps fluctuate, the parts on your car expand and retract making them lose grip on the parts to which they connect. This can mean that your vehicle may run fine on your way out of town, but you could be in big trouble down the road. Batteries lose charge in extreme hot or cold temps. Brakes can lose grip under the increased strain. Fluids can get backed up or coagulate. Belts, hoses, and the cooling system need inspected. Any number of other things could go wrong. 
Extreme Auto's ASE certified master mechanics will advise you on anything that they see that looks questionable and recommend fixes to you with no pressure or obligation to fix the problem there. An appointment is needed for the inspection, so head over to klzradio.com slash extreme or call them at 303-841-1071 to schedule yours today. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. And again, question of the day is a favorite memory from Independence Day or what is the car that you owned, sold, but wish you had again? Three, and again, our, our number here, 303-477-5600. Text line 307-200-8222. Somebody got a couple text messages, by the way. 64 T-Bird in opalescent mink exterior white interior. So, okay, good, good choice. And again, none of these are bad choices. If you owned it once, then that's great. Somebody else had a memory. Ten years ago, a large group of us went to Seminole Reservoir in Wyoming for the weekend. During a a big valley of fireworks one night, I started singing the national anthem, and several buddies joined in as we belted it out across the lake. I think we did a very good job. By the way, thank you for that. That's good. Those are the kind of things I'm looking for. Jerry, you're next, sir. How you doing? Good. I I ordered it, in fact. A 71 Mercury Cyclone spoiler with a 429 Cobra jet. Wow. Grabber blue, black interior. Wow. Very cool. Then along came the gas crunch, (laughs) and and I traded it in for a 74 Mustang 2 V6 Mach 1. Big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know at the time, but I found out later that in the 429 Cyclone, Spoiler, they only made 354, oh. and the standard engine was a 351. That's one you wish you had back yeah. for sure, as you know. Definitely. Oh, my God, yes. Many many uh, sad nights went by after losing that one. 
I've seen one since. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, Jerry, I don't know that I've ever I've, I've you know, seen those in pictures, read about them, and so on. I don't know if I've ever seen one in person, to be honest with you. Well, I see 70s every now and then, but never a 71. Yeah, that, as you know, very, very rare car. That, that yeah. car is, you, as you know, worth a boatload of money today. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so. I, like I said, it had the 429 Ram Air Cove shit. Wow. You know, wow. where in 70, the stock engine was a 429, 351 option. Right. Well, the gas crunch, yet they reversed it. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And I ordered an automatic. Well, what did that cost, floor? Jerry, back in the day? Just over five. Wow. Wow. And I ordered it with an automatic on the floor without console, and Mercury wouldn't do that. So they gave me bucket seats with an automatic on the column. Uh, now, if that don't become rare, that yeah, that, make that, it valuable, but it does make it rare. No, that yeah. whole car would be worth a fortune today, as you know. Yep. Yep. And I ordered it to boot. Ah. So it came the way I wanted it. I, yeah, I mean, which was? When I got rid of the 74 Mustang, I found a used 66 GT350 Shelby, and I still have it. Ah, good for well, you. There you go. Good job, Jerry. This August, I'll have it 47 years. Good job. Wow. Good for you, Jerry. Well, I'll let you go. Hey, you that's a good a story. Nice, uh, a nice fourth uh, weekend. We'll do it, yeah. Jerry. Thank you very much. Good story, by the way. Appreciate that. Uh, somebody else also said... 72K5 Blazer and a 68 GTO, and this same person just called in, you know, Jerry called in, 71 Mercury Cyclone GT. So, yeah, the 72K5 Blazer, those are those are also now, as you all know, worth a fortune. Somebody else wanted me to talk about the Hemi engines and some of the ticks that they can develop. We'll talk about that as well. Um, let's do that. So can you talk about the Hemi tick that you hear a lot about? Uh, and also, I was told on the 5.7 e-torque to get synthetic oil changes. You know, frankly, I wouldn't run anything but synthetic oil in a new car, period. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what anybody at a dealership tells you. In fact, I'm advising every client that I consult in the automotive world to only stock full synthetic oil. There's just no reason in yeah. today's world to even stock and sell standard oil unless somebody's got a really old car. In that case, maybe you can go back to the regular oil, but frankly, uh, full synthetic, in my opinion, I run that in every single thing I own. It doesn't matter the year, maker model. That's what I run, including the diesels, including my lawnmower. I run full synthetic. So frankly, I don't know why you'd want to stock and or use anything other than full synthetic oil, which, in my opinion goes to the Hemi engine and some of the ticks that develop in some of those engines. Now, some of those ticks, there's different things that will make them tick. I guess that's probably the best way for me to say that, Jeff. In some cases, there's camshaft wear, and that's where the tick is coming from. They're very well known for having camshaft problems. Now, is it because of the cam itself? Is it because of oil, oil changes? Is it a combination of the two? I would say it's a combination of the two. Some of those can run, you know, thousands and thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles and not have any issues. Others can develop problems at 70,000, 80,000 miles. And I am one that believes a lot of that has to do with the, of course, the way the camshafts and that were made. I don't think that they were as quality as they should have been. I also feel like in some cases oil is not being changed and used 
appropriately, and that's where some of that issue comes from as well. Now, I say all that to say that even on some of my fleet trucks, some of the older fleet trucks, we had some issues, and in those cases, it would not be an oil or an oil change issue because we're very good about changing yep. oil and keeping keeping up on that, but some of those still develop ticks and camshaft problems. Now, is it as prevalent in the later model Hemis? Um, I don't think so. Now, keep in mind, there's not as many of those running around with the high miles on them, so it's kind of always hard to say, did they fix the problem? But we uh, have not noticed that as much in the industry as we once did. So my gut feeling is, yes, they knew there was a problem there. Yes, they fixed that problem. And even the trucks that we've had in our fleet that we have fixed, we haven't had that problem come back. Yeah. So I, I think that alone tells you that they knew they had an and, and also should say this. They're not the only company that's ever had that problem. Chevrolet, no. General Motors for a while, had a similar issue on some of the small block engines. Yep. Uh, Jeep had a similar issue on some of the four liters. So this is not a, a GM or a Jeep or a Chrysler-only situation. A lot of manufacturers over the years have had issues when it comes to camshaft wear. What caused it? I, you know what? I think I, again. I think it's a combination of maybe not having a hard enough, you know, camshaft, or it could be valve train load itself, the geometry that's there, the valve spring weight, a lot of different things that can, con, you know, that can contribute to that. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I still think it comes down to oil and how often some of those were changed. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, as far as you know, the early camshaft issues with GM. I mean, that was. I don't know how many of those were done. A lot. I mean, it seemed like every single one. A lot. Yes. You know. And that was a good engine. Again, yeah. you know, that that was not a you know, that just happened to be an era to where something happened. Whoever was supplying those shafts to General Motors at the time, something had to have changed. And the hardness the, yeah. so it was either hardness with the lifter itself or a hardness with the camshaft. So one of the two was having issues or both. The way it was the way it was hardened. Could have even been back in the day how it was broke in. Keep in exactly. mind, camshafts have to be broke in as well. It's something a lot of folks don't talk about yeah. anymore because most people don't build engines like they used to, but camshafts also have to be broke in. Yeah. Maybe it was a break-in issue early on. The Chrysler side of the aisle could be the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not an expert in knowing what caused all of that, and I don't think it's one single issue. I think no. it's a combo of things, by the way. Now, has it been fixed since? As far as I know, yes. As far as I know, yes. I, I don't see any issues with the newer vehicles with those. So no, I think the GM's having a little bit of issue with the three six, I believe, with the cam phasers and chains. But other than that, and I think that's a supply issue, from what I can tell. I would agree with that. Um, and you know, even at that, uh, I've heard tell. Don't know for a fact because I haven't done one. But on the three six, uh, behind the oil can uh, oil control ring, they didn't put uh, the ports so it could get rid of the oil, and they're having a hell of a time with oil consumption on that. Again, every you know, some people would say that well, if you buy such and such, you'll never have that problem. No. Um, if you look at every major dealership chain that's out there with maybe the exception of Tesla because they don't really have a dealership chain like everybody else does. But this includes Toyota, Lexus, and so on. Uh, tell me how many bays are at any given dealership. Yeah. And you can't tell me that those are all just to fix the trade-ins. No. They're not. 
They're fixing, you know, recalls and warranty issues and other things that come up, routine maintenance and so on. You know, those dealerships wouldn't have that bay count if they didn't feel they had the customer base to, you know, to be able to service them. They wouldn't be doing that. So despite what a lot of people may think, uh, every brand, I can look at the recall sheet that I get from the NHTSA every Monday, and I can tell you that every manufacturer is listed. Yep. I mean, maybe not on that day, but throughout the month, every manufacturer will be listed and have some sort of a recall. Nobody, nobody, including all the high-end vehicles, Bentley included, are immune from recalls. No. They've all got issues, and here's why. I say this a lot on air. Everybody, for the most part, with maybe the exception of Tesla— is buying their parts from the same manufacturers. They put an RFP out. Several different manufacturers will bid on that RFP. It could be everything from airbags to steering columns to electrical components to modules to you name it. And for the most part, in that particular area of the car, there's only, only at best, a handful Maybe not even that. In some cases, they may only have a choice of two or three manufacturers to supply said part. There's not 50 people out there building injectors, for example. Oh, no. There's not 50 people building ECMs. There's not 50 people building wiring harnesses. There's not 50 different companies doing alternators. There's not 50 different companies doing starters. You get my drift. There's a handful at best of any one of those components we're talking about, and a lot of them are shared from manufacturer to manufacturer to manufacturer. Yes, they're meeting the specs of the manufacturer, but if a manufacturer just calls up and says, hey, I need a starter for XYZ, it needs to be designed this way, built this way, look this way, function this way, do you think the motor windings itself are going to be any different from a Chevy to a Toyota to a Nissan to a Ford? They're not, folks. No. It used to be... Those manufacturers built some of that their own because they own their own divisions to do so. Not much anymore, folks. No. Most of that is just-in-time delivery on the assembly line. That's why we've had so many issues with building things, cars especially, because a lot of those components are not ready on time, and it's and it delays everything. And it's even happening as we speak right now. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. Keep texting me your answers, by the way, on memories and or vehicles that you once owned and sold. You wish you had back. That's our question of the day. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. 
Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and mark your calendars for the 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be an incredible event for car enthusiasts and families alike. Get ready to experience one of the largest car shows in the area. Join us on August 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Rocky Mountain Metro Airport, conveniently located at 11905 Corporate Way in Broomfield. Entertainment will be in full swing throughout the day, ensuring there's never a dull moment. Prepare for the thrill of airport flybys, showcasing the beauty of flight. Treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering selection of food options. From live music to engaging activities, there's something for everyone. Don't miss your chance to display your prized vehicle at the car show. Car show entry is just $10, and you can park your classic or unique ride starting at 8 a.m. It's an opportunity to showcase your passion for automobiles and support the Collector Car Council of Colorado. We've got an extra treat for you. Drive Radio will be broadcasting live from the event. Come by and say hello to John Rush and his crew. Tune in, turn up the volume, and join the excitement. So mark your calendars for August 5th. The 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet is an event you don't want to miss. Gather your friends and family for a day filled with automotive wonders, delicious food, captivating collectibles, thrilling flybys, and live entertainment. Remember, 
car show entry is $10, and spectator admission is just $5 per adult. All funds raised go towards supporting the Collector Car Council of Colorado. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. And, yeah, you just heard an ad a moment ago for a remote that we will be at, as you could tell from that ad a moment ago, Collector Car Council. It's a great show. We've done this show now for, gosh, I don't know how many years in a row, but very, very many years. Uh, Dick Thompson organizes that, good friend of, of us in the show, and really appreciate Dick and what he does there a lot. And we'll be up at the it's the Rocky Mountain Airport. Used to be called Jeffco back in the day. For a lot of you old timers that are out there running around, just think of the old Jeffco Airport, Broomfield. So Wadsworth and Highway 128, right there on the corner, is really where it's located. And it's easy to get to. It's a lot of fun. Plenty of parking. Uh, this year, I don't think it's going to be overly hot but i don't know that's a month away so who knows i mean it's been a great summer as far as temperatures go so who knows but uh we hope for just a nice sunny day like we've got today and uh, most of all come out there's always a not only ton of cars but they usually have some little air show flybys as well typically you can look at all of that as well they've got great vendors that are there we'll be there uh great food it's just it's a really great family Event And one of the largest, I think I'm fair in saying this, Jeff, one of the largest car shows out there. Now, the week prior to that, we'll be at Leprino Foods for the big car show they have there as well. So we have two weeks in a row that we'll be out and about. So we're going to be kind of on the center of town, if you would, uh, not far from downtown uh, the week prior. Uh, we'll be at Leprino yeah. Foods. And then August 5th, we'll be up on top of the hill in the Jeffco area. And that's always a great event. We've always got giveaways and and just a lot of fun, and of course, a lot of the guys, you know, even though they may or may not be on air that day, they come by and you hang out. And anyways, it's a lot of fun. So if you get out and about that day, I would just put it on your calendar. It's a month away. Put it on the calendar. Make sure you come out and say hi. Again, family event, uh, and literally, it's for the dogs, the cats, the kids, the everybody. You name it, you can roll them through there. Uh, it's a great, great event, and plenty of of uh, area to have fun in, I guess, is the best way for me to say that. And the best part about it is there's a, there's a lot of parking and so on. Now, if you get up there a little later, I should also say this. They shuttle people. They've got some really great kind of little transport things. They run around with some tractors and such. So if you park farther away because you're a little bit later in the day and getting there, they will shuttle you from where the parking is and some of the outer parking areas at the airport into where the main area of the car show is. So... Even if you park a little farther away, Jeff, it's still easy to to roll in there, and you know they don't make you walk a long distance. And, and again, it's a lot of fun. And there's plenty of shade. And, you know, not where the cars are typically parked because they're usually out kind of on the edge of the runways, if you yeah. would, the tarmac area. But there's always areas around the concessions and different tents and different things where you can get some shade. There's not many trees because it's an airport. airport. Yeah, so there's not many trees as far as that goes. So, yeah. also little little uh, little uh, fair warning. If you don't like the sun and it's a hotter day, just bring an umbrella. Yeah. So you've got a little shade if you need it. And if you've got some, you know, some young ones with you, same deal. Bring a little umbrella. So wear the sunscreen. And most of the time, it's uh, not – we've not been there yet to where it's been crazy hot. It's always been a very yeah. nice day. The biggest thing we usually combat up there, and just fair warning, is wind. Yeah. It is on top of the hill up there in, in the Broomfield area. And the wind comes right down there across the Rocky Flats area and kind of comes straight east – 
and it can be a little windy up there, but typically it's a nice day, and we've always had, we've always had a great time up there. And, and again, Dick and the crew do a really really great job of of putting that show on. And if you've never been to it, it's worth attending. It's not a specific year, make, model show. It's a wide spectrum of automobiles, cars, trucks, you name it. A little it. bit of everything. There's a little bit of everything, exactly. So point being, you will not be dissatisfied by coming. I've never I've, – that's one of those shows where I typically have some time at the end, which I don't always get. I can typically roam around and see different things and, and have some fun at the same time, which I don't always have that ability. So I do I do get that ability to do that at that particular show, and it's always a lot of fun. So You just plan it out that way, John. I do my best, and I don't get a chance to do that at every car show, but that one I do. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing on August 5th. I should have opened the show that way, but we've got that in this first hour. You'll see, You'll hear ads running throughout. Even our sister station, Legends, will have that as well. So, yeah, just right now, make that on your, you know, put that on your calendar. Make that a day. Come out and say hi. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Question of the day, favorite memory of Independence Day, and what is a car that you've owned but sold and now wish you had back? We're going to go to break right now, top of the hour. News will be right back, though. Don't go anywhere. Two more hours coming your way. Drive Radio, myself, Jeff Kitty, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, Larry Unger answering phones. Again, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.